Are you ready to podcast? <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to Watching Up. Hi, sister. Hey. <laughs> We're your hosts, in case you're not familiar. Um, I'm Rachel. I'm Michelle. And we're back to talk about popular culture and entertainment. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I can't complain too much. I'm back in the swing of things. Home from my little trip ski to San Antonio. Yeah. And just trying to get my life back together. Love that. And get my water intake <laughs> up. Yeah, I need to do all of those things as well. <laughs> just sipping my water, minding my business. Yeah, well, that's How good. was your birthday yesterday? It was good. I turned 31. 30 fun. She's 31. Feeling flirty, 31. Um, it was really good. I had like a little self-care day. Started the day just doing my normal stuff. I like walked my dog and got groceries and stuff. And then um, I went to a Pilates class at this studio that I had never been to before. Mm -hmm. So it was Yeah, really I saw good. that on your Instagram. That looked cute. Yeah, I went to the Peach House in Austin and it was very nice. It's like very intimate. There's only like, I think there was only 10 machines or something like that. So, and then there was, no, that actually I think there was only eight and then there was about like six of us in there. So it was nice and intimate and it was a good class. Was it hard? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't I don't like do, Pilates. <laughs> I don't do like reformer Pilates that often. Um, but I, it's like a very good like strengthening workout. It's just like really hard unless you do it consistently, I'm sure. Yeah. But but yeah, it was a nice break from my normal routine. And then I got a massage. I went I'm to so a jealous. Place. It was good. It was rough. <laughs> I was like, you want it to be rough. That girl beat me up, but in the yes. best way. <laughs> it's not worth it if uh, they don't beat you to the core. Literally. I was like, <laughs> she was like digging into my shoulders, like with her elbow. And then I kept like, I was like convulsing. <laughs> I was like, is this normal? <laughs> She's like, just let it happen. <laughs> I was like, I hope this is normal. Um, I'm, I haven't gotten that many massages in my life. I'm still kind of new to them. So. I've only gotten one, but it's yeah. a good experience. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I want to go back. I actually got a gift card to get another massage for my birthday. Perfect. My friend. So I'm so grateful. <laughs> and then later on in the evening, I uh, we... I went to this pool at the Austin Motel here in Austin. It's on South Congress. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just kind of like a, like a little retro style like motel. Um, and they have a, a pool where you can actually like get passes to go if you're not a guest. Um, and so they have like you can go during the day or they have like a night swim pass. 
which is on if you go Monday through Thursday at night, it's actually free. You just have to like make a reservation just to be sure you ha- you're able to like fit because <laughs> it's not a very big like space. But um, but yeah, I made a reservation and me and a couple of friends went and hung out by the pool. And it was very fun. And they have a little bar and we got drinks and it was fun. That sounds like a good Monday birthday. Yeah, activity. it was. <laughs> it was. It, I've. I've definitely want to go back. It was nice to, because I don't really have access to pools. So <laughs> I was like, I, I was feeling like a pool day. Did so. you get in the pool? Was it yeah. warm enough? Mm-hmm. It was warm. Nice. It was perfect. I thought. Um, and they have little floaties that you can get on and stuff. So mm-hmm. it was fun. And Yay. then afterwards, we went to dinner at. Joanne's, which is like a Mexican place next door. Oh, nice. Delicious. What did you get? I got like a rice bowl with like uh, beans and rice and chicken or not chicken. I got tofu and kale and I can't remember what else was in it, but it was really good. And we also got queso. Yum. Mm-hmm. Sounds like the perfect day. Everything is going your way. <laughs> it did go my way. Except Aww. for I woke up yesterday morning on my birthday and had no internet. Oh, yeah. My you internet was that. out the entire day. Why? And so I don't know. I like got on. I. I I like did my whole like resetting the router and stuff. I have Google Fiber and it didn't work. And so I just went on the Google like um, support page or whatever. You can type in your address and see if there's like an outage. And there was. And they were like, it'll be fixed by 11 a.m. And then they were like, it'll be fixed by 1 p.m. <laughs> and then they were like, it'll be fixed by 7. And then they were like, it'll be fixed by 11. <laughs> but well, good thing you had already taken the day off. Work. Yeah, I, thankfully I had the day off. I wasn't home like barely any of the day. So yeah. it didn't affect me. But this morning it was back. So yeah, <laughs> it was like, are you trying to erase my birthday? <laughs> <laughs> You're trying not to let me post. <laughs> I guess you could use your data. Yeah, it, it was fine. It didn't really affect me much, but that don't affect just, me much. <laughs> just a little hiccup in the birthday. But yeah, that's how I spent my Monday. Woohoo! Did you do anything? So we got back from San Antonio on Saturday and then it was kind of nice because we got home around like 4 p.m. and Mm -hmm. I got to just chill for a bit. And then Sunday we didn't really do much, but we met up with some friends for lunch and I had three margaritas and I got drunk. And then Sunday nights are my skincare succession and frozen pizza nights, Uh um, which are just essentials, sacred, sacred nights. Yes. Yeah. So did that. And then yesterday, Monday, I went back to work and I got groceries and I'm trying to piece my life back together. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But... Yeah, I'm glad you had a good birthday, and so ends the High Sister birthday, birthday season. season. Until <laughs> next year. Till next year. Cheers. <laughs>
it can come it can't come soon enough just kidding I want it to not come (laughs) I think it needs to stop coming (laughs) I don't want to have to plan what I do on my birthday anymore (laughs) um well good I'm glad you had a good weekend um yeah speaking of succession I guess we can jump in um, yes. So full disclosure, I I had like a pre-birthday dinner on Sunday and I had a few cocktails. And when I came back home, I was like, I have to watch Succession now. <laughs> and then <laughs> I put it on and I watched like half of it. And then I went back today and watched the rest of it. So the first half is a little blurry for me, (laughs) but we'll get into it. So um, let's see. The moral moral of this episode is living plus is coming (laughs) to to enhance all of our lives. Um, I'm not gonna lie, this wasn't my favorite episode. I agree. I was, it it was just kind of one of those kind of like, uh, exposition episodes, I feel like, where it's like, okay, now we're in it, these people are in their positions, and like, this is how things are gonna be if and when they become head of the company. I think you could tell that, like, there was some things that the writers wanted to like get into the show that they felt that maybe at this point they're like, we're running out of time. Yeah. So it's like, I want to do a, an episode where they talk to like the movie studio executives mm-hmm. and that. And then they also want to do like a product, product launch, launch, like an Apple product launch or whatever, which I mean, it made sense like with the story narratively, but I was just like, <laughs> it felt kind of disjointed to me. Yeah, that, and I I watched the after the episode thing, and that's what Jesse Armstrong was talking about. Was like, do, yeah, like getting all of these kind of plot points in that they wanted. Um, I was trying to think of what I thought was the most interesting. I guess the at the end, kind of Roman coming to the realization that I, I I honestly I guess I don't know what realization he came to he just kind of felt like shit about not being up on stage with Kendall for like that big moment like he felt like he had made the wrong decision I guess mm. um but yeah yeah I don't know I just I mean the whole episode was kind of like both of them just being assholes and making terrible decisions they were just, and they were out of control in this episode. I was right. like, Y'all and then are like going when Kendall like end. kind of pulled out a win at the product launch ish. Um that that kind of surprised me, but yeah, it, it just it just solidifies the fact for me that I'm like they they have no idea what they're doing. And even when they can like even when Kendall can like get it together to like make a presentation and not make an absolute fool of himself. Like, still, at the end of the day, he lied Mm -hmm. to the shareholders because they put in there that that it was going to, like, yeah, double what the cruises made or whatever. And it's just, like, this is not going to go well. No, not at all. (laughs) It's starting to not go well. Yeah. And so this is just, like, what we've always predicted. I feel like this is the tipping point of, like, everything beginning to go downhill. So Yeah. And still, I feel like Shiv is kind of like pulling her strings, like kind of how she went into the rehearsal for the presentation and basically convinced Roman that it wasn't a good idea to be a part of it. 
And so she kind of like screwed that for him. And um, her and Tom got back together or like not got back together, but they had a rendezvous. <laughs> yeah. And like all of that. And she of stuff. looped him into the stuff with Madsen. Yeah. Which I was like, okay, Tom's back in it. Um, right. So that made me actually happy. I was like, okay, they can I know. collaborate. I want them and to be together. <laughs> I, I do too. I'm like, what if they just, like that whole speech he gave about like, would you like live in a trailer park with me or whatever? Mm-hmm. And then they were just like laughing hysterically <laughs> about it. Yeah. But um, I was like, at the end of the day, like you could just take your portion of the money and run and like have a semi-normal family and raise an emotionally stunted child (laughs) and be like very fine. Like, you know, like, Mm -hmm. so part of me hopes that they're like, they like realize that, but I don't think they will, but. Right. Yeah. um, (laughs) But even I, it's kind of the way I feel about it is like, I'm not even rooting for them to be like, realize their true love for each other or anything like that I just like want them to be together and like yeah be kind of co-conspirators I guess yeah um and so hopefully it looks like maybe something like that is coming down the line and then Carl had a big moment in this episode that was, was like, like one of my favorite yeah. parts <laughs> <laughs> he finally was like if you fuck this up, I'm not going to, like, clean like, it up. He was like, listen to me, you little yeah. entitled brat. I yeah, know what I'm I doing. Loved, <laughs> I, like, rewinded that part. I was like, hell yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It was it was nice to see one of them. Um, Finally stand up for themselves. Yeah. And not just themselves, just, like, tell them, like. How to do business. Do this the right way <laughs> yeah. or you're going to be fucked. Yeah, like, exactly. You know? And it's also, like people obviously like that kind of like on the sidelines are probably like I'm sick of you literally like treating my future like it's nothing like this Mm -hmm. you're not thinking about literally anyone except yourself so literally I mean the way that he was like directing the stage people to like build a literal house and and make clouds clouds (laughs) (laughs) in one day and like doesn't care like what that means or how much work that takes or like that it's literally impossible to pull off in one day like I don't know (laughs) these are just the people that you would never in your life want to work for absolutely not yeah and then the way that Roman just like fires anybody that he gets like a little upset with like they're just so like they're drunk on power right now like it's too much it's it's yeah it (laughs) makes me not even like I mean I know the funny thing is to like root for Kendall online (laughs) because he's such a disaster (laughs) but like it makes me literally not want to root for either one of them I know he's he's out of his (laughs) mind he's off his rocker (laughs) and then at the end when he's like in the sea and he's like I am the greatest man alive he literally wrote the number one in the sand (laughs) (laughs) embarrassing embarrassing (laughs) um okay yeah all right um there was also that moment I'm just kind of like thinking of moments that stood out to me um there was a moment where greg kind of had to be like he had to like stand up to someone a little bit when he was asking that guy to like edit the video 
to say yeah. something that was never said. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was like, I can't if he didn't say the words. And he's like, yes, you can. <laughs> he's like, well, I can't not get this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are at a standstill. <laughs> right. Which yeah, um, was kind of interesting. So I think my two favorite parts were like the Shiv and Tom parts. Mm-hmm. Um, the part where Roman and Jerry kind of like butted heads. Mm-hmm. That was a really effective scene. And it made me just be like, you know what? At the end of the day, Jerry should just like be in charge. For <laughs> like, real. You know? yeah, she like knows she's that the too. only one qualified. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like it's honestly ridiculous that that's not the first option and then um you, like you said the part with carl that was like my third favorite part mm-hmm. yeah the roman and jerry part was really good i didn't like it when she was like i am good at my job and like yeah she was like about to cry i was like because <laughs> he's a piece of shit <laughs> i know and i like loved their relationship before, yeah I like know. so much i mean even though it was like freaking weird I but know. and then the last thing his dad did to him was make him betray her mm-hmm. and then he died <laughs> he's like great yeah, he now just waited like one hour <laughs> yeah <laughs> great now i can't salvage this relationship right um, oh yeah i'm just i'm hoping that nothing catastrophic <laughs> happens we shall see <laughs> living plus coming to a neighborhood near you <laughs> will you buy a house in living plus valley <laughs> in colorado obviously it's the future <laughs> i can't wait to see the sleeping robot movie before anybody else <laughs> I know. oh yeah i did like that they went to the studios and they had did you notice the like poster for a movie like it basically looked like the minions but it was called morons yeah, it was morons. <laughs> yeah. yeah i saw that i That's was hilarious. like yep there are so many like little Easter eggs like that in this one. And then I saw somebody post that when they showed Roman like on a golf cart at the studio lot, you could see like the set of Abbott Elementary in the mm-hmm. background. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hell yeah. So funny. Yeah. So I guess it, this kind of was that episode where they're just like, let's do all these things that we've been wanting to do and also use it as a showcase for like what types of bosses these people <laughs> will be. If ever. Yeah. And then Gosh. Matson had his tweet. Yeah. <laughs> which he promptly deleted. But I feel like his tweeting habits are going to be a problem as well. Yeah, that's his uh, <laughs> Elon Muskness. Yeah. Coming out. Yeah, I mean, the previews looked interesting, so we shall see. Yeah, I'm excited to see. Ugh, I'll never miss another episode, I promise. <laughs> I mean, if you were going to miss one, I would have said, like, this one. Right, like, yeah. I was glad because there wasn't really any, like, spoilers or anything to avoid. Yeah, nothing huge happened. It's just more like Shiv, like, not really, like, kind of trying to control it, but not really knowing where the boys' heads are at, what they're trying to do, and then, like, mm-hmm. obviously her pulling strings in the background. So Yeah. We'll see what happens. Um. Okay, so something else I watched this week is I finished Beef on Netflix. Have you watched mm-hmm. that at all? Mm-mm. No? Okay, well, it's like, a, I, I assume it's just a limited series, but I don't know. There might be a season two, but 
um, it's a show that stars uh, Ali Wong and Steven Yun. And basically the premise is like uh, the show starts out with them having an a road rage incident happen between the two of them. And it just gets like really out of hand. And then they spend the entire rest of the, or the entire season um, kind of beefing, hence the name. <laughs> and so they figure yeah. out who each other are. And then they're trying to like sabotage each other's lives and stuff. And it, uh, it goes really far <laughs> further than it should. Um, I did. I really liked it. I think I'm a little like less high on it than a lot of people seem to be. Um, but the last few episodes were like very stressful for me to watch. I don't know why they were just like, mm-hmm. very, it's just kind of like I said, like everything kind is of it went funny off the rails. or no, it's funny. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like every clip I've seen of it, it looks very serious. So I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. And, um, it's, it's so it's co-produced by A24 and so there's I feel like a little bit of um kind of A24ness to it like it can get very violent and stuff like that um but one of the controversies is one of the like side characters is played by um I think his name's David Cho and he's like mm-hmm. a an artist um but also an actor and um there's been some controversy over something he said on his podcast like i think like 8 or 9 years ago mm-hmm. uh where he was talking about uh basically like coercing his massage therapist into like having sex with him and kind of mm-hmm. like bragging about it um and then later on he came out and said it was all fabricated like whatever i'm not sure where everyone landed on that but it's just kind of like has created some controversy surrounding the show because they're like why are you giving this person a job Mm -hmm. and like ali wong and steven yun are apparently like close friends with him and so people are like what like what's the deal and so (laughs) just yeah i heard about all that i also heard another clip from a podcast where he was talking about like like his fantasy was to like watch his girlfriend get raped or something. Uh, yeah. See, it's just like weird stuff like that where he's come out and said like he says things just for like shock value and stuff. Yeah. But it's like, no. But why would you say <laughs> like, that? Like, why would you say that? Don't like, don't say that. Stop. <laughs> please stop, please. Please, please. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just figured that was worth mentioning in case it informs anyone's decision to watch the show. I I didn't know about it until like later on, but sure. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, let me support this show real quick after. <laughs> um, but I do like, like, I love the lead actors. I think they're great. And I like that it's like an all Asian cast, obviously. And so... Um, yeah, I don't know. I kind of want you to watch it just to see what you think. Yeah, it's been on my list. I just haven't gotten around to it, but I'll probably watch it. Let me know if you do. Okay. <laughs> Maybe uh, I'll watch it this week. <laughs> <laughs> How long is it? I don't remember. Ten episodes? Okay. I think. Um, okay, so you watched Jury Duty. So yes. we're going to talk about spoilers in this short segment <laughs> yeah I actually watched it like one and a half times because I went I, back I and restarted like watching showing it. Niket, um, <laughs> but it I loved it it was so good yeah I finished it I fin like I said last week I'd finished it and 
I found myself like wanting more, and so I just restarted watching it. I think I think they should do like a reunion. Yeah, show. they should. Ugh, it's I mean, so that's good. kind of what the last episode was, but I think he was like, it was like right after they told him, so he I was think still he was in like shock. in shock. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, he's the love of my life. Just kidding. <laughs> he's adorable. He's I so loved cute. him. Literally, my favorite part was when one of my favorite parts was when he was roommates with Todd was his name Todd Todd yeah the guy that <laughs> had the like chair the, pants the inventor and, <laughs> and he was like I showed Todd a bug's life because it reminded me of him and so how sweet. he wants to like share his inventions <laughs> with the world and I was like oh my god it's li- he is literally so cute that was so uh. nice <laughs> <laughs> and shout out to my MVP bailiff Nikki. Yeah, she was I my literal. F- she was my favorite character. She, she was, was so hilarious. She was so believable, like as a bailiff. Like, uh, yeah, out of everybody, I was like, I would have never questioned if she was or wasn't right. A <laughs> yeah, I, that's kind of like midway through. I was like, is she actually an actor, or are there some like actual? Mm-hmm. people working and then she was so good that. i was like put her in everything literally put her in everything <laughs> um yeah it was so funny and so i was thinking about it so like all of the characters or all of the cast were mostly unknown but then there was the guy from parks and rec that yeah we would have he was the one where like when he started talking i would have been like oh that's the guy from parks and rec yeah no i yeah i would have recognized him immediately the sanitation sanitation department (laughs) (laughs) and then the guy from sex lives of college girls Um, yeah him i didn't like i knew i'd seen him somewhere but i couldn't like put my finger on it um right away so he like if I saw him, I might just be like, oh, that looks kind of like somebody. Yeah. But I don't know if I would like immediately be like, oh, that's the guy. From- yeah. And that's why it makes sense to set it in L.A. Mm-hmm. Because there's always those people. But um, what was I about to say? Oh, so yeah. So after the fact, it like becomes clear like why they split them up into two separate hotels because like all the younger people who are willing to like be there at all hours of the day were like, okay, we'll stay in Ronald's hotel. And then everyone else was like, I can't be here. <laughs> like I have a family. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even think of that. That's what I figure. I They never said that, but I feel like it was because well, I was wondering, to- I was like, that would be so difficult to stay in character. Like, yeah, I mean, obviously, they're not with him all the time, but just like, yeah, you'd have to like so seamlessly float in and out of it mm-hmm. just like in case you had like a run in with him. Yeah, you'd like- have to be ready at all times. Yeah. And so, yeah, you like when you think about it, it was like all the kind of younger people, like the guy and the girl. Who were like, Mm -hmm. will they, won't they? (laughs) And then, um, yeah. And then all the older people were probably like, no, I'm going home. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So that that was kind of interesting to think about. But it was a smart way to do it. Like, just because like the sequestering was so last minute in this made up situation. (laughs) So Yeah. um, Yeah. But yeah, what else stood out to you? 
Um, the girl that like took the stand and was like really ditzy. I loved her. She was good. She was hilarious. Um, <laughs> who else? James oh, Marsden. When, yeah, J- James Marsden was great. Um, he was. I liked the part where he like ruined that guy's birthday party and Ronald got so mad. He got upset, yeah. And then at the, at the end, you see the producers being like, uh-oh, he's upset, he's upset. <laughs> and then they had, to, too far. they had to make up for it by yeah. James Marsden bringing another cake. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I just liked how he was like, I don't know, like, what was going through his head when all these, like, crazy things kept happening. Yeah. Because I don't know what I would think. Because I would be like, this is very coincidental that, like, this this trial is what they, like, decided to, like, film. And it just happens that there's, like, a famous person on the mm-hmm. jury. It mm-hmm. happens that, like, all these, like, crazy things keep happening and they, like, are getting all of this. Like, yeah. I would be like, is every trial this crazy? <laughs> yeah. I feel like that did or, and he might have said that at some point. He was like, is it always like this? Like, um, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so funny. And then... I feel like there was another point where he almost got kind of upset. He just seemed like he was like fed up with um I forgot his name, the guy in the glasses from Sex Lives of College Girls. Oh, yeah. When he kept making him like help him with Noah. his girlfriend problems. Noah. Noah. Yeah. I think his name was Noah. When he kept asking him for like help with his girlfriend and he like made him talk on the phone to her and he was like I don't know what you he came in do. like while he was reading lines with James Marsden like yeah. three times. It was like, hey, <laughs> hey, can you help me? He's like, yeah. bro, figure uh, it out. That was so funny. Yeah, such a good show. I want Muller. Yeah, I like, I honestly don't know. Like, like you said before, I don't know if they like filmed multiple ones but i like don't think they could do another one i know at least not the exact same way but on on the last episode where they showed all the crew and everything um and how they like filmed it and where everybody was like stationed i just thought it was fun to like see like people the people behind the scenes like reaction to everything and like when something that they like planned like ends up panning out the way like they wanted to or better than they wanted it to and like yeah. just them all getting excited I, I was like, like that would I be bet fun. it was so fun to work on this show yeah. like if I was gonna work in TV I would probably want to work on a show like this <laughs> yeah for sure it and it's really fun yeah it's fun to like I don't know like I guess you know everyone's different but it's for me it's fun to like be on your toes and like have to kind of think on your feet and because mm-hmm. you, you never know like what he's gonna do or say so you kind right. of just have to go with the flow and like yeah but justice for ronald <laughs> not justice i mean but he got a hundred thousand dollars i think he's okay <laughs> i mean i meant to say only the best for ronald oh yeah we want only the best i keep seeing like <laughs> memes on twitter where it's like just anything they're like who should play superman it's like ronald picture. <laughs> like <laughs> the hero people, people just want him everywhere <laughs> can you blame them he's a king <laughs> not you cannot but yeah obviously if you haven't watched it hopefully you're not listening to all these spoilers but highly recommend it's such it's just easy a really watch. funny con it's an easy watch it's a funny concept like it's just 
I, I recommended it to one of my friends over the weekend and she was like, ooh, I'm going to watch that because like it just sounds like something different yeah. that you haven't really seen before. Right. Yeah. It's like you don't like, yeah, we used to watch shows like Punked or like Candid Camera, like all of those kinds of shows. And it's mm-hmm. not the exact same thing, but it's kind of like those don't really exist anymore, I feel like. So yeah, it's fun to like have something like that to watch. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, um, when I was in San Antonio over this past weekend, me and our parents went to see Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. (laughs) And it was so cute. Really? I need to go watch that. Yeah, I thought it was really, really good. It's based on the book by Judy Bloom, which I never read, but I remember being like aware of as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, like I remember seeing it at all like the book fairs and stuff like that. Um, but it's really sweet and literally I would recommend it to like anyone, like parents, kids, boys, girl, like whatever. Like I feel mm-hmm. like everyone can enjoy it, even though it is about like the experience of a young girl like coming of age and stuff like that. Um mm-hmm. I just thought it was really, really cute. And there's some really good performances in it. Rachel McAdams is a queen <laughs> amongst I plebeians. Her. I love her so much. And you don't really see her in a lot anymore. So whenever she pops up, it's always a treat. Last time I saw her was in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> and Nick was like, who is that? And I was like, Rachel McAdams? And he was oh, like, oh, Lord. <laughs> She was wearing, like, this jumpsuit, and he was like, I like her. And I was like, duh. Welcome to the program already in process. Duh. <laughs> duh. <laughs> um, I, I just love, like, coming of age, the genre is, like, one of my favorite genres. And then anything set in the 60s or 70s is for me. So this kind of <laughs> hit at all of the right points for me. <laughs> Aw, I need to watch it. I want to go yeah. see it. It's really cute. And I never then, read the book. No, I didn't either. Um, and then I never read any of her books. Afterwards, we were like, it sparked conversations where mom was like talking about, like, do you have any memories of getting your period? <laughs> and then Fahad was like asking questions too. And I was like, all right. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh but my I like God. that. I like having open dialogue about open discussions <laughs> yeah um, i remember it being a nightmare just <laughs> <laughs> uh, so funny like all of these experiences that are obviously universal like yeah. whether you're someone who has a period or not um it's just, yeah, it's just something that everyone can relate to, I feel like. Yeah, so highly recommend. I gave it four and a half stars on Letterboxd. Wow, that's really good. Yeah, I probably could have given it four, but I was, I just like, I don't know. I had that feeling I haven't had in a while, like leaving the theater. I was like crying at the end and then Aww. everyone in the theater like seemed happy and they were like, they should make more movies like that. Aww. And I know that there's... There's, like, a lot of just, like, uh, I don't know, like, importance, I guess, tied to the book. And yeah. it's ne- – I don't know – I don't think it's ever been adapted. And so it kind of just seems like a tall task. Mm-hmm. And I don't – which I don't know why. Like, it it felt 
very, like I said, I haven't read the book, so I don't know, but it felt like it was very easily kind of like brought to the screen, but I don't know, maybe just nobody wanted to touch it, but I thought it was well done. It's too sacred. (laughs) It's too sacred. Um, But yeah, that was what I watched over the weekend. Did you watch anything else? (laughs) Um, I watched A Star is Born. Oh, so good. Because I wanted to rewatch it and I cried. (laughs) It's so good. I need to rewatch it. Oh, I watched The Whale. Oh, yeah. It was terrible. I hated it. I knew I was going to. And then my husband, like, wouldn't shut up about watching it because he was like, I want to watch The Whale. I want to watch The Whale. I was like, why? (laughs) Why is that the one that you want to watch out of everything? And so we finally, I was like, fine, we'll watch The Whale. And I rented it. Guess what happened? He hated it. He fell asleep. Oh. <laughs> like he yeah. does always. And then I was stuck finishing this horrendous movie. <laughs> oh my God. I need to watch it. It was just so melodramatic and like it was so overwritten. And like Brendan Fraser was good, but it like solidified to me that Austin Butler should have won. Yeah. <laughs> the Oscar, because I feel like. The prosthetics were definitely doing a lot of the heavy lifting, no pun intended. Yeah. And Sadie Sink was awful. Okay, yeah. I don't know if it was her or just the way the character was written, but it was basically unwatchable. I was like, (laughs) get off the screen like you're a terrible human being. Um, There was this whole subplot about like a missionary, like a Mormon. I don't know if it was Mormon, but. They were like a missionary, like coming to his house. And then like, there's like a quote unquote twist about the mission that made no sense. (laughs) And I was just like, why is this even part of this story? This is so stupid. And it was just like, yeah, it was like, it was was horrible. Like there was these music cues that would happen. Like when he would like get up and walk (laughs) that it was like, I was just like, Oh my God. I just this have to watch it sucks. at this point because I'm so curious. Yeah, Ugh. I mean, watch it. Like, I I don't know. It wasn't too long or anything. It was just like, to me, it was ridiculous. And mm-hmm. I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't hate Aronofsky. Like, I liked um, Black Swan and I like, um, I actually liked Mother, which was very, like, controversial a few years ago. But mm-hmm. mm, this was not it to me. <laughs> I've only seen Black Swan, so I gave it one and a one and a half stars. Yeah, I gave it one and a half stars, and I said not a serious movie, derogatory. <laughs> you are not serious <laughs> figures. <laughs> Literally, I was going to be like, "I love you, Darren, but this is not a serious movie." <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, screw that. I still uh, we also watch watched um, the new John Mulaney stand-up special, mm-hmm. Baby J, and I really liked it. He talked about his like like him having his friends having to have an intervention and him going to rehab, and it was really really good. But I wish he would have talked first because that's yeah. what I'm interested in. For real. He didn't. <laughs> he didn't touch on that. He didn't, he didn't have him to touch on that? He, 
He didn't oh dare. God. Maybe he's saving it for his next special. Yeah, I feel like maybe he has to spread out like all the serious topics <laughs> for different. I'm specials. sure there's like a wealth because like literally the whole special he talked about his addiction and intervention, the intervention and rehab. But that was like the whole special. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure he could make a whole special about the divorce as well. Yeah, I mean, why not <laughs> spread the wealth? <laughs> yep. Um, I'm not. I don't really feel any type of way towards John Mulaney I'm like I kind oh, of am I love John him. Mulaney I like when his first stand-up specials dropped like I like really vibed with his comedy and we I, I even saw him in live um one time I think it was like the new in town special um and I mean I always enjoy him and I like it when he hosts SNL I think he always does a really good job because he was the head writer and he wrote um the Stefan skits which are like my favorite and um yeah so I really like him I don't have any opinions like I think people like trashed him when he got divorced and with Olivia Munn and like all this stuff but I'm like obviously we don't know the whole story so um I don't have much of an opinion I would just like to hear what from his perspective (laughs) yeah that just reminded me Kind of speaking of Ali Wong, did you see that her and Bill Hader are dating? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, I think they're really cute. I don't keep up with like either of their personal lives or anything, but... Yeah, I didn't even know she was divorced or whatever. I didn't either. But yeah. Wow. That just reminded me of that. (laughs) Um, Who recently said, somebody recently said, was it Anna Kendrick? Who dated Bill Hader last? Anna Kendrick? She said that was it her? Somebody who dated. She him. talked about somebody. She talked about she her. Said, she said that like she never had like a real orgasm or something until like <laughs> her last relationship, and everyone was like, "Good job, Bill Hader." Bill Hader. But <laughs> I can't remember if it was her or not. So I might be <laughs> spreading fake news. <laughs> so whoever his last girlfriend was said that. Yeah. I think. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Maybe I just made that up, but Bill Hader knows what he's doing. <laughs> um, okay, so do you want to talk about the Met Gala, which happened yesterday? Yes. I love when my birthday falls on the first Monday in May. Yeah, every <laughs> what six years, seven years, <laughs> something like um, that. So yeah, the Met Gala happened last night. Um, we we both really, I think, enjoy watching the fashions on the carpet and just all the fanfare that goes on. Um, This year, the theme was to honor Carl Lagerfeld, who passed away this past year. And he was like the creative head of Chanel for a long time. He had his own brand. Um, He was just like an iconic figure in fashion. That being said, I like I'm not against them honoring him at all. But like, I just feel like the theme wasn't like met gala e yeah enough like, like i don't where... think there was enough i don't think there was enough room to play in mm-hmm. that like theme yeah um, i agree and i mean just personally like my style like i don't i don't really idolize him in the way i think a lot of people do yeah. i don't like chanel's not my favorite fashion house like it's just not like not for me basically yeah so I wasn't like super excited about the theme. Um, but that being said, I did like have some like favorites. So and so I favorites. 
I didn't pay close attention this year just because <laughs> I was busy. But <laughs> but um, yeah, I typically do like to like I you know when the night happens, I like keep a close eye on like what people are posting and wearing and all that kind of stuff. But was it was everyone this year wearing like something he designed or like something inspired by his designs or like what? So it depends. Like, I mean, you could go a few different ways. Like if you're, so I learned that there's a few ways you get like invited to like the Met Gala. Like you either go like as a personal, um, like invite from, uh, Anna Wintour and then you just like donate a certain like whatever Mm -hmm. money and then you get to go. Um, you get invited, like the, the designers will buy tables and then like have celebrities come. And like, Mm -hmm. so if you are invited by Versace, you're showing up in Versace basically. Yeah. And going on their behalf. Um, so there's just like a few different ways. So like, obviously not everybody was wearing Chanel. Like if you went with a fashion house, you were wearing that designer, but I think everybody, like the aim is always to like, I guess, honor or like beyond theme. Mm -hmm. So for example, one of my, you think Chanel, you think um, Karl Lagerfeld, he wore like a lot of suits, black and white. His hair was was gray. He carried a cat, like, you know, like, you know, the look, like the, the fingerless gloves. Like, so I think a lot of people thought that a lot of people would like just mimic that look. Also, you could like go the Chanel route and just like wear tweed or like, you know, the pearls or what. So that's what a lot of people did too. But um, somebody I thought like really did a good job was Anne Hathaway. I don't know if you saw her. She was going to be my first one too. (laughs) She looked gorgeous. She was in Atelier Versace and the dress was like, the fabric was tweed, Mm -hmm. but you know, that classic Versace, like, um, Italian hooker vibe like it like really like embodied that with like and then it had the like the clothes pins attaching it with the pearls and like the gold chains mm-hmm. and she just looked like so good like her hair yeah, her makeup awesome. like she like is everything. killing it lately like she's yeah. being iconic <laughs> she like iconic shit yeah she's on some iconic shit she looked mm-hmm. so good she was probably one of my favorites um I have one. Tayana Taylor. Did you see her? Uh-uh. She was wearing Tom Brown and she just looked so freaking cool. It was like a suiting dress, like made out of like dark tweed, but it had these like really like modern cutouts. Uh-huh. Um around like her hip area and like she just like looked really cool. I loved her look. Um I loved um, Oh, I see her now. Sorry, I wanted to look her up. Um, I really liked Dua Lipa's look. She's in my honorable mentions. I thought that her... It was, like, very classic. Like, it wasn't anything, like, show-stopping or anything like that, but I think that her hair and makeup looked great. She was she, one of the uh, chairs of this year's gala. Um, she was wearing Chanel Couture 1992. She was the Chanel bride, which back then, like the bride, the bridal gown would like finish the the fashion show. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that I loved the dress. I loved it so much. But when I saw like the original, how it looked on the runway and with the styling, it was mm-hmm. just like a little more like over the top. And I think they could have like done more with her stying. Mm-hmm. Um 
but you know, I love I loved that dress. That choice was was cool. Um, I loved Kim in Schiaparelli. I don't know how to say it. I even like looked up how to pronounce it before, and I still <laughs> Schiaparelli. It was giving you're doing amazing, sweetie. <laughs> yeah, it was um, self referential to her Playboy shoot dra- draped in pearls, and her mom like taking pictures on her digital camera, saying you're doing amazing, sweetie, which I thought was really funny. But also, the dress was really cool. Um, and then Michaela Cole in Skia mm-hmm. Pirelli was really, really cool. She was also one of the, um, chairs, the chairs of this year's gala. Kiki Palmer in Sergio Hudson, who I think is like an up and coming black designer. She had Ooh. this like beautiful, um, tweed strapless pastel look and her hair and makeup looks yeah, so good. Yeah, she looks amazing. Yeah. I love her hair. And then my last one who was on my favorites list was Cardi B in Chen Peng. And she just looked like one of those like Barbie cakes, but in black and white and she, her hair was gray. And mm. I just love, 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 love how she looked Very cute. in that dress. From yeah. far away, at first I thought it was Janelle Monet. That looks like something she would wear. I, I saw what she was wearing, yeah. Yeah, she was like very over the top, which she loves doing. Um, but I don't know, it just wasn't my fave. <laughs> She's um, leaning into the sheer trend. <laughs> yeah. Und- underwear, under sheer clothing. Um, I really like Ashley Graham. I didn't see her. I don't know who she's wearing. I'm just looking at pictures and <laughs> giving my Okay, then thoughts. my honorable mentions, like I said, were Dua Lipa um, and then Rihanna and Valentina, which also always Rihanna. I mean, yeah, I, think, I think some of her Met Gala looks are just so iconic that they're hard to top. Um, but I liked this one as well. And then Pedro Pascal and Valentino, his little shorts. Um with his sexy little knee. Um, everybody was like talking about his knees. <laughs> oh yeah, he looks good. He looks like Satan. Um, I thought he looked good. And then I have a worst dressed list. Um, Ice Spice Uh-oh. was in... <laughs> Not um, her being at the Met Gala already. <laughs> yeah, I like her. I like her rap, um, but uh, she just did not look good. Um, somebody posted a picture of her and they were like, it's giving Sherry Hill. It's giving Giovanni. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was just not Giovanni. <laughs> um, Olivia Wilde in Chloe, I think. Didn't like that. Um, it was also funny because two people wore the dress that Olivia Wilde wore. She wore it in white Uh-oh. and someone else wore it in black. And I think the person that had it on in black looked better. Yeah. Um, and then Jared Leto. Uh, he's always cringe. I just hate. He's I don't like cat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he showed up dressed like Karl Lagerfeld's cat Chopet, um, which which do um, Doja Cat Doja did too, cat, but yeah. I think she did it a little more like. I liked hers better. In a little more. Um, creative way like I just don't understand how like putting on a literal costume is like that's not anything and then 
Oh, I just saw a picture of James Corden and I hated his suit. Oh, so I God. It was just like a powder. <laughs> it's just like a powder blue jacket. It was literally like nothing. I um, thought we were rid of you, James Corden. <laughs> <laughs> so they were my worst. Um, there was also, I saw this rule. I was, I was just like looking at a bunch of people's TikToks talking about the carpet. And there was this girl <laughs> who was talking about Irina Shake who's Bradley Cooper's ex. Um, she was wearing this gown that was kind of ugly, but then she had like these like flats on with it. They were just like white flat ballet slippers, but they weren't even ballet slippers. They were like really, really ugly. Mm -hmm. And she was like zooming in on them and she could not stop laughing. She was like cracking up at the shoes <laughs> and it was oh making me God. laugh. So, um, <laughs> Oh, I have to look at them. Yeah. Oh, I see them. Yeah, they look like slippers. <laughs> That's so funny. And she was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like her dress very much either. No, it looks like toilet paper. It looks like <laughs> yeah. the, the dresses you make at a bridal shower when you have to, like, make a toilet paper bride. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, those are my thoughts. I, like, obviously, I think, like I said, there wasn't a lot of room to play Right. Uh, like, dress up for this theme. Like, I think a lot of the other more broad themes are a lot better. They're more fun, but also, yeah. I don't know, I'm just trying to think of, I feel like in recent years, I've always just been, like, disappointed with what people choose to wear, because I'm like, you could have done so much with this, like, theme. Mm -hmm. um, but there's so, usually those few that, like, really hit the yeah, nail on the head, and you're it, like, yeah. oh, wow, like, that's like so original I never would have thought of that but it totally right. makes sense and like with these it was like I was seeing people like leading up to it saying like they're gonna dress up as cats they're gonna like mm -hmm. wear tweed they're gonna Very like predictable. have like yeah gray hair and I'm like yeah that's literally all you can do <laughs> theme, yeah I think. so yeah I like yeah I typically I guess I like seeing more of the just like extravagant like kind of over-the-top looks yeah yeah the rather, th rather than it just art. being like a yeah like a fashion show basically the artistry yeah yeah exactly mm -hmm. well cool another met gala in the books hopefully they have a more fun theme next year yeah <laughs> i mean with the amount of money they raise at this thing every single year i'm just like wow must be the best exhibit of all time. <laughs> for, for real. <laughs> <laughs> These people are there for the pictures. Mm -hmm. um, well, cool. Okay, so we are going to take a break and come back later to talk about watching up. But for y'all, it'll just be a few short seconds. <laughs> so we will be back. And we're back. All right. It's time to jump into the watching up segment for this week's episode. So this week we did something a little bit different and we both watched the same movie. Yeah, we did. So um, we decided to take a dive into 
one of the directors that neither of us have ever um, been exposed to. So uh, we watched Pedro Almodovar's Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown. I love the pronunciation. (laughs) I try to do my best, so just keep that in mind if you want to make fun of me. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to read just this short synopsis on Letterboxd. Um, It says, a comedy about someone you know. Peppa resolves to kill herself with a batch of sleeping pill-laced gazpacho after her lover leaves her. Fortunately, she is interrupted by a deliciously chaotic series of events. (laughs) Um, That's pretty accurate. Um, So, just to get right into it. I fucking loved this thing. It was so good. I (laughs) really liked it too. It was so good. I was not. Yeah. So, I mean, like we said, we, neither of us have ever seen any of Almodovar's uh, movies. So I wasn't really sure like what to expect or anything like that. Like I knew he was known for like telling women's stories and his use of like color and stuff like that, but I just didn't know what to expect. And this was like so so amazing to look at like mm-hmm. I loved looking at yeah. this <laughs> yeah it was really pretty it's set in Madrid and um just like the sets and the props and that the costumes and the way he frames people yeah and just like everything that went into like the set design was so like precise um I loved it too. So good. And I also didn't know going into it. I was like, this could be in English or Spanish. I really have no idea like <laughs> if I'm going to be reading subtitles or not, but it was in Spanish. And, but as soon as I like got dropped into like the story and was like kind of um, concerned about like the main character, I was like, I forgot mm-hmm. I was like reading subtitles pretty much. Yeah, same. I had I had the same experience where it was like I felt like the subtitles were like very easy to keep up with and stuff like that while yeah. while I, and I was still able to like completely absorb what the visuals were doing at the same time. It also so, might be because I mean for us I think Spanish is probably the language we're most familiar with other than English. Yeah. Not that we're like fluent, but like we grew up around a lot of Spanish speakers and just like we can like latch on yeah. to so I think it was ideas, probably yeah. a little bit easier for me to follow than like a Korean movie would be or like because yeah just just because like I kind of know what they're referencing <laughs> whenever they're just right. talking right so uh this movie stars Carmen Maura as Peppa a very tiny young Antonio Banderas oh as my Carlos, <laughs> um, Julieta Serrano as Lucia, Maria Barranco as Candela, and Rosie de Palma as Marissa. They were kind of the main ones in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the titular women on the verge of <laughs> a nervous breakdown. Yeah, um, all the women were not okay. <laughs> they were not okay. And I just, I loved it. So it's kind of like... Um, it's like a farcical comedy, um, just about kind of these women losing their minds over basically each of them over men. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so the, the Peppa character is a, uh, voiceover, like Spanish dubbing, um, artist, and she's also an actress. So she's famous. And the man that she was um, in an entanglement with, Ivan, is also, I think they work together. 
And so at the beginning of the movie, basically, we figure out that he's leaving her. And um, and he's like this older man. He's probably like in his late 60s. And yeah, you can tell like all the women are different like decades. Like they like different represent. Age yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's this like at the very beginning, the first time we see him, there's this kind of like uh, like surreal moment with him where he's basically just walking down the street like saying something different to each woman that he comes across Mm -hmm. is like will you marry me I love you like you're the most beautiful thing in the world like we get the idea that he's kind of like a playboy yeah um which I loved like just little things like that where I was like this is so like well realized Uh I don't know um there yeah there were like a lot of like kind of new wave elements to it right Um, but it wasn't like pretentious in a way where like you don't really know what it's saying until you like look up what he's trying to say it's just like it's very clear what the comedy is and what the the struggles are of these women and like what he's trying to say like right off the bat right very accessible for sure yeah um and so we just kind of follow her she's basically waiting around all day for a phone call from Yvonne um that never comes he basically just tells her like you can pack up all my stuff and like leave the suitcase downstairs or whatever yeah and she's like fuck that no (laughs) you're gonna come up and talk to me about like whatever's going on and then eventually she calls um his wife I guess they're they're still married right Mm -hmm. yeah so she calls his wife who had previously been um committed to like a mental hospital and she's she's recently been out and um and she's kind of like why are you calling me like she gets really mad like she knows who she is like nobody's trying to hide their affairs from each other <laughs> like everyone right. yeah. she's very like the wife knows about, about the mistress and she's like right. why the hell are you contacting me <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then we see tiny little baby antonio banderas yeah he's <laughs> and he plays so their cute son. oh my gosh and his he's so outfit cute. his the way he's dressed and his like glasses i'm like very hot like literally really that's like, like the that. style of like harry styles now <laughs> like that yeah. people like obsess like over. the high-waisted yeah. pants and like i don't know if he was wearing suspenders or not but he conceivably could have he been looked so good i was like <laughs> he looked so good so uh, cute. yeah very <laughs> i'm i'm like i wish more people dressed like that today <laughs> and he just fit into it so well like you like it wasn't like he was in a costume it was just like this is how he dressed <laughs> yeah it looked, it looked like his personal Natural. style very natch um and then his uh so later on him and his fiance played by Rosie de Palma show up at uh Peppa's apartment um under the guise of like thinking about renting her apartment, which, by the way, her penthouse mm-hmm. and her terrace yeah. were everything. Yeah. I love the way like, it was decorated. I, I kept this. pausing, and I was like, I need that freaking lamp. I needed everything. Like, there was this huge 80s lamp, like, in the background. I was like, I need that. Um, but, yeah. It was so, so good. Yeah, the set design was yeah. awesome. The set design was awesome. The costuming, like, his use of, like, bright primary colors was just so pleasing to me. I was mm-hmm. just like, I want to live in this world and, like, be swallowed up by it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then her terrace, I really liked just the – I just the vibe of, like, being able to tell that it's on a soundstage. Like, the horizon is obviously not real, mm-hmm. but 
I loved it. Like it yeah. added to. I actually watched a video that kind of talked about his use of, I guess, artifice as like being part of mm-hmm. the world. And like in the beginning, there's a shot of like a mini model of the apartment building, but it's like you can tell it's mm-hmm. like a little like playhouse basically. And then like you said, like the horizon off her terrace is obviously like a uh, fake, but it's like all ties into the the story about like all their like love stories not being real, like right. like not having like oh, that. that's interesting. Yeah. I love that. Uh, this movie just made me so excited to like dive deeper into his filmography. I think he's only made one um, English language film. So I just, yeah, I just want to like dive deep into all of his other stuff. And I feel like especially like with his 80s and 90s stuff, I would probably vibe with it. Yeah, I got the vibe that this particular film was kind of like his Royal Tenenbaums. This was like where his, his kind yeah. of like style kind of congealed and like it like really hit like mm-hmm. where like the stuff before I haven't watched anything obviously, but like the stuff before was like more him trying to like find that. Find it, yeah. And this is where he like kind of it all clicked kind of. Yeah. Seems like he, yeah, it seems like he started out being kind of very experimental. Um, I read a little bit about him and he, when he was very young, he, well, he's from Spain, but when he was young, he moved to Madrid during the time of like a counterculture movement called La Movida, I think it's called. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that just kind of informed his entire like style and trying the things he is trying to like accomplish in his films artistically Mm -hmm. um and so yeah I think it'll be interesting to maybe go back to some earlier stuff and see like the progression of that Mm -hmm. um can we talk about the end really quick or are you no we could talk about I don't need to go through. okay so I loved basically so what happens is that the the son and his fiance come look at the apartment and basically all hell breaks loose like the fiance accidentally drinks the sleeping pill gazpacho and like passes gazpacho out. looked good honestly i was like i need to make some <laughs> yeah I, just, I don't know like i know it's supposed to be like a sipping i guess it's like a soup basically but yeah. that you drink i just i don't know about that but um <laughs> yeah the tomatoes looked so like plump and juicy when she was making yeah. it um but so she passes out and then her friend shows up is like which one of the scenes I like loved was the shot of her friend like climbing to the top of the garbage. Yeah, <laughs> garbage another pile. one where it's like clearly a backdrop. Yeah, and then a pile it was of hilarious. Her friend like had <laughs> gotten into the situation where um, she like met this guy and he basically like used her for her apartment to bring like terrorists into mm-hmm. her apartment, which is not really funny, but it kind of is used in like a humorous way, like how you, dumb are you to like let terrorists like stay in your apartment yeah <laughs> and like um so everybody's having like a panic attack basically inside <laughs> the apartment and um eventually it comes to be that like the the wife shows up and she's like I'm gonna she like snaps and she's basically like I'm gonna kill the guy that um, everybody's freaking out about and there's this really cool scene where she's like on the back of a motorcycle yes. and she's like the wife is like very 60s coded mm-hmm. so it looks kind of like an Austin Powers-ish like you know like 60s mystery she's mod, spy twiggy yeah. Vibes, yeah um 
part and then she like ends up shooting up the airport (laughs) (laughs) which like didn't end up being like a big deal to anybody like basically she like shoots there was like one cop that like ran after (laughs) (laughs) she like like, shoots two bullets in the air and then like they carry her off and then literally the plane is boarding like two seconds later I'm like (laughs) I feel like there would be more of like a delay yeah and also they called in the tip about the Shiites like planning to yeah I'm like why hijack that yeah why isn't anybody (laughs) following up on this um pre 9-11 things (laughs) yeah I mean we're missing a bunch of like little plot points along the way but the funny Mm -hmm. part to me was like the end where like she goes back to her apartment and like the fiance is just like waking up and they Mm -hmm. end up having like just like a normal conversation basically like the whole time uh Peppa's been pregnant and she hasn't really told anybody and so she's like telling her she's like I'm gonna have a baby and they're just like she's like happy for her and it just like she's like how exciting (laughs) yeah it's just like women teens like and then she starts the fiance starts talking about like how she was she's a virgin and like had a sex dream while she was asleep on sleeping pills (laughs) yeah she's like i don't think that counts like they're just like basically having like a mundane like normal conversation after all this like crazy yeah. shit just happened and it was so cute I just liked the ending it was a lot. very cute yeah. and speaking of I think that that chase scene on the way on their way to the airport with the older lady on the motorcycle with her guns mm-hmm. it was very it was a really good scene yeah. like it was a very good chase scene and then the shot of her that lasted like good 30 seconds it was just a shot of her with her hair blowing back the profile and her, like, yeah hear her skin like waving in the air <laughs> and I was like that's such a cool shot yeah, like I I'm sure it. she wasn't actually on a motorcycle but they really made it look like she was yeah it was really um, cool yeah I just liked it I'll probably need to watch it again but yeah I want to watch it again too and so like I said I did a little bit of research on Almodovar and I didn't realize that he was a queer director and I didn't know that either a lot of his movies deal with like a a lot of his movies like center around women but also like members of the queer community like trans people and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so I'm excited to maybe uh dig into some of those as well um ahead of his time king ahead of his time for sure so yeah I was just thinking I was like this is the exact type of movie that I like am wanting to discover at this point in like my film fanaticism (laughs) so that's what this podcast is for like you know like we're yeah these are things that I probably would never be with my husband and be like let's just put this on but if I like have a reason to talk about it with somebody that I know will like appreciate it as much as I do my sister then (laughs) yeah it makes it fun so it does yeah Yeah, I think that this was a really good one so thanks for suggesting that (laughs) you said you're one of your favorite podcasts likes to talk about him a lot, right? Yeah. So um, on Keep It, Ira Madison and Louis Vertel, um, they just talk a lot about pop culture. Like Louis is very like his brain is kind of like an encyclopedia where he can just like recall things like at the drop of a hat. He like knows who mm-hmm. won like the Oscar for best director in like 1972, like just like off the top of his head. Um, yeah, and 
Ira like has a very good taste. Like I feel like everything he suggests and I feel like we have similar tastes where it's like not everybody would think it's good. Like he loves Fall Out Boy and I love Fall Out Boy, but not everybody <laughs> oh, would be too. like Fall Out Boy is like the best band, but you know. <laughs> so whenever yeah. he talks about stuff, I'm like, I probably would like that. He like I think Al Motivar is like one of his favorite directors. So I was okay. like, I need to check that out. Like Yeah. When we were when we were deciding like what which of his films to watch, I like went on Letterboxd and just sorted them by like the highest rating. Mm -hmm. And I think um I think this one was second. I wanna say all about my mother was first. Mm -hmm. And so we picked a good one, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else to say about it? I don't think so. I would just really recommend people watch it. Yeah, check it out. Like, if you've never heard of it or you've never heard of the director, like, check it out. Mm -hmm. I know, and I know that I have a few friends that speak Spanish, so I feel like it would be really entertaining for them, especially. So, for sure. I know he came out with Parallel Mothers like a couple years Mm -hmm. ago, Pain and Glory. I think Antonio Banderas was nominated for Best Actor in that one, which was pretty recent you know like within the last 10 years mm-hmm. um so I also want to check those out but yeah I just really loved like his style and like some of the shots were really cool like some of the close-up shots of like people's mouths on the phone mm-hmm. kind of felt very like new wavy or even kind of like noir uh, there was that shot of the wife where she had put her like wig on her big bouffant wig and like uh-huh. she had the backdrop that was like very mod. Like, yes. Yeah. And they were on the phone just like looking straight at camera. It was like Peppa mm-hmm. was like 80s and she was 60s. 60s. Yeah. yeah. I liked that Difference in generations. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And then the shot of her, um, she comes home and like is hoping that he left a message on her machine. And there's a shot of her face looking up through the cassette tape as it like rewinds. I was like, that's cool. All the shots were so interesting. Like, yeah, there was one also I remember where when Antonio Mendez and his fiance come over to see the apartment and she like opens like the little peephole. But Mm -hmm. you're like seeing their faces like through this like weird people I've never seen a people like that but yeah 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 and there was a lot of shots of people in like rear view mirrors mm-hmm. um where it's like obviously that's not what it actually looks like but it looks like the person's face is like transposed into the mirror like just very kind of like campy stuff yeah. like that and another funny running joke was the taxi driver that kept picking her up it was like the, the mambo same. cab <laughs> it was like the same <laughs> yeah. cab every time that would pick her up and he was like it was like so fun style. Like his seats were like leopard print. Cheetah, and yeah, yeah. His hair was like bleached, and he was, he was he was really funny. Yeah, that was funny. I liked that they had that as a running joke. Yeah, and that he's like a big fan of her work, and yeah. every time he comes back to her, he's like, "We're meant to be together." Yeah, he's like you again. <laughs> Just like, why do you happen to be there right when she's a cab? <laughs> Very funny. Yeah. yeah. Highly recommend. I did rate it. I rated it four and a half stars. I can't remember. One second. Did I rate it? Maybe I was hiding it from you. Secret. I didn't rate it yet. But yeah, I think I was, I'm going to rate it four, four and a half. I didn't have a, a quip. I didn't have a quip either. Just <laughs> no words Just necessary. sparkles and shines. <laughs> Gaspacho. <laughs> 
<laughs> Okie dokie. So should we move on to our assignments for next week? Yes. I'm excited. All right. I am too. So um, at the time that we're recording this, it is early May, and May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. So we figured that we would each pick um, a film that features either AAPI directors or casts or is just kind of very like centered on um, that sort of culture. So uh, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'm really excited. Okay. I it's I, I, like you guys know it's really hard for me to find a movie that I've seen that Rachel hasn't seen that I would like <laughs> recommend. So I was yeah. really, really excited to find out that Rachel has never seen Brokeback Mountain from 2005. Yeah. Directed by Ang Lee, who's uh, from Taiwan. And Oh my gosh, I'm just so excited for you to watch this. Like, I'm so iconic. Excited. It's been on my my list for so long. And I would say, like, the top build cast in this movie is just Chef's Kiss, like Heath Ledger, Jake Gyllenhaal, Michelle Williams, and Anne Hathaway. Like, oh, yeah, like so good. Like, you're gonna. I don't. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm so excited. Yay! I think I'm gonna rewatch it too because I haven't seen it in so long. In a while, yeah. I've only seen a few of Ang Lee's movies, but one of his is like probably like one of my favorite films. Um, it's called The Ice Storm, mm-hmm. um, which is also a good one to check out. But I'm so excited. Yeah, this obviously has been on my list for so long, and it's like one of my more embarrassing blind spots. So that's <laughs> what this podcast is for. We're killing yeah. all the embarrassing blind spots. And it kind of perfectly like fits into this week because we didn't mention but Almodovar is coming out with a new short film mm-hmm. that's premiering at Cannes this month. Oh. And it's also like a western queer like story mm-hmm. uh starring Ethan Hawke and uh Pedro Pascal. Oh yeah, I did. I sent you that uh yeah. that trailer. Yeah, that looks good. So it's kind of like perfect timing. Perfect. Um all right, so for you, um, I decided to um, assign you The Farewell from 2019, um, which is directed by Lulu Wang, um, who is from Beijing, China. And uh, it's, a, it's a very, I, I think it's like a personal story to her. Like, I know it came about because of a, a podcast episode she did on like This American Life or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and so it, it's kind of like uh, just a spinoff of that. And it stars um, Aquafina, And it's just a story about like her relationship with her grandmother. Mm-hmm. And like it's a very like family centered story. Um, so you're going to watch yeah, that. Yeah, I remember when that came out and I really wanted to watch it, but I just never did. So I'm excited. Yeah, it's really it's really it's a really nice story. And um, Lulu Wong is I don't know if you knew this, but she's partnered with um, Barry Jenkins. Oh, and I didn't know that. Such a cute couple. I feel like an under-discussed like, Hollywood couple. <laughs> I'm learning about so many couples this week. <laughs> Who else? Um, I didn't know that, well, when we were discussing the Met Gala, I didn't know that Anna Wintour and Bill Nye were together. 
I didn't Apparently know that either. For a long time, and I'm like, yeah. wait, is that Bill Nye? Was it Nye? confirmed? Not Bill Nye, the science guy. Bill Nye, the, the actor. <laughs> the actor. But um, I like looked it up, and everything I found was like they're just good friends. But it seems no. like everyone knows. I that think that's not the case. I think they hadn't like what I read was like they were in a, an affair for like a long time, and then like mm. she got divorced, and now they're like openly together. But hot honestly (laughs) (laughs) like I was shook I was like since when and people were like for like seven years and I'm like wow I missed that I think it's just very been very under wraps yeah oh and then Ali Wong and Bill Hader we learned about yeah well those are our assignments for the week and I'm super excited yeah that is exciting it's gonna be a good one I know. We're coming off our women on the verge of a nervous breakdown high. Yeah. (laughs) We're just going to keep it going. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening this week. Um, Be sure to give us a follow on your podcast platform. Give us a rating. Five stars. Five stars only. (laughs) If you have any suggestions or you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at watchinguppod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Yep. At watchinguppod. We are posting. We're doing the damn thing. We're trying. Just like Angela Bassett. (laughs) (laughs) We're trying to go viral. Just (laughs) So we will see you all next week for another wonderful episode. Love you, sis. Love ya. Bye. Bye. That's all I have to say.